0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad I just want to clarify that guests on Inside Sports do not receive compensation However in the case of this next guest we might make an exception and be able to get him an Inside Sports canned ham before he leaves the building tomorrow Please welcome back to Inside Sports the original host of the show and a guy who's retiring tomorrow, it is the one and only Sid Smith. Hi, Sid. You ready for that canned ham? Uh, Reed, I
1: am. And it's nice to see that the budget for the show has actually increased since I hosted it because we didn't even have the budget for a canned ham when I did it. We would just give away, you know, keychains from car dealerships that were longer in business and that sort of thing. So it's, it's good that you're moving up in the world.
0: Yeah, if you have one of those keychains, uh, text in a picture for sure. I, I would love to see them. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you the question I've wanted to ask you uh when you the announcement was made but i thought i'll will save it for on air cuz maybe there's a story there H- how do you know how did you know it's it's time to retire how did you know you're ready
1: oh boy that is uh you know it was i i will say this like from the time uh i was pretty young and uh and my wife and i Judy we talked about it a lot when we were younger just saying that well, we'd like to be in a position that we, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm young, but I am a little bit younger, maybe, than some people when they retire, and I, and I just always thought I'd love to be, I'd like to plan enough that I'm in a position that if it feels right, we can retire at uh, at a bit of a at a bit of a younger age, and for me, I, uh, there's a lot of things that I love to do, and sometimes, uh, and I love every minute of my career. I love the job that I, uh, that I still have for another. 36 hours or however long it lasts but uh, there were just a lot of, uh, of hobbies and interests uh, that I had just kind of really gotten away from uh, for the last I would say 12 or 15 years and so just did a lot of thinking. Uh, uh, knew I would I knew I would really be sad to leave, leave the people particularly, leave the industry, leave the business uh, but then countered that with I don't think that would change if I stayed or I kept doing it for another five years or eight years or ten years. I'd still miss it. I'd still uh, be sad to leave. So I thought, okay, maybe better to leave, uh, you know, a year or two early than than hang in a year or two late and then have people kind of looking at me going, when are you going to get out of (laughs) here?
0: What was your first job in broadcasting? First job in
1: broadcasting was at, uh, and it's a great radio station, it's, uh, it, well, it's now FM, I think all radio stations are almost all, except for news talkers like uh, like the one we're speaking on, They're, they've all gone FM now, uh, CJKL in Kirkland Lake, Ontario, uh, that's where I grew up, and uh, I got a summer job there, and I was uh, I was a DJ, and it was funny because, uh, it's just weird how it all happened, but I had kind of found a way to meet the GM of the station and told him I, w- I wanted to get him back to broadcasting. I was taking it to school. And he's like, well, yeah, wait, when you're off for the summer, come see us. And when I walked into the radio station, he introduced me to the program director by saying, you know, Fergie, Barry Ferguson was the PD at the time. And he said, uh, here's your new, I want you to meet your new announcer. And I'm like, you're doing out like I'm hired, and so I started doing all night shows and swing shifts, and uh, they didn't find out because I was too scared to tell them until about a month in that what I really wanted to do was news, and then when they found out that they let me do that as well. So I kind of in that one summer got to do have a lot of fun playing. Uh, Def Leppard was big around that time. <laughs> uh, oh,
2: nice.
1: I, I, I Doing a lot of the things uh, you know on air, was fun playing music and uh, and all that sort of stuff, but also got to to kind of dip my toes into news a little bit and, uh, and moved on from there.
0: Well, Sid, and of course you did inside sports and, and like me, you did the Oilers pre and post game. I've been very lucky because whenever we talk about my job, you've been through it and you've got to work with a lot of great people. One of them is on the line right now. Uh, we have a gentleman who wants to talk to you, Sid. His name is Rod Phillips. Hey, Rod, go ahead.
3: (laughs)
4: Hey, Sid, how are
3: you? Yeah, good, Ron. How are
4: you? My God, you're too young to retire. <laughs>
1: uh, you're too young still to be retired for as long as you have been. Oh, boy, oh,
4: oh. are you kidding me? <laughs> I'll tell you what, you must have made a lot of dough in your time.
1: <laughs> well, not Rod Phillips, buddy. I just maybe socked a little bit away a little bit sooner. Uh, man, yeah, no, Rod. Uh, boy, uh what a what a thrill it was to, to work with you on uh, I guess two different stations on Oilers Broadcast. and uh, yeah and for the, yeah the longest run was uh, was right here on six thirty Chad with you and and Morley and uh, you know at various times Dave Semenko and Short and then uh, the whole crew boy what a time
4: well it was uh, it was a it was a great time uh, you know really good hockey teams and uh, uh, you know something that. Uh, I'll carry with me until uh, until uh, the big guy calls me. So, uh, uh, so what do you what are you gonna do?
1: Well, I'm uh, I'm going to fish, uh, but I kind of oh. I kind of I timed around, I have to say, I timed my retirement. The actual date a little wrong because I I bought a new fly rod and then I decided to retire in November. So so, <laughs> <laughs> so My, now, I to, now I have to invest <laughs> in now I have to invest in the ice office Well, you can always go down to the to
4: <laughs> North Saskatchewan and yeah. dig, dig a hole in the ice yeah. and uh, uh, and, <laughs> and do some fly rotting. Oh, yeah. that's unbelievable. Well, so, uh, uh,
1: yeah, so a little bit of fishing, and a little bit of. Just you know, I, I do, uh, you know, I love the outdoors. I you know, love doing that sort of stuff and, uh, just kind of, uh, you know, taking it easy for a little bit anyway, and hopefully being able to, and I, and I love golf, but then I also, although maybe, uh, I know you spend a lot of time down South, maybe we'll get out a little bit because I, I, I love golf. And I thought, well, now I can golf more. And then I realized that all the guys that I golf with still have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: well, I, we, uh, we went down South for, uh, uh, many, many years, but, uh, once we got uh, grandchildren, uh, mm. we decided to stay in Edmonton. So we spend the winters here. But uh, uh, so far, I've loved this winter. But uh, uh, yeah, oh, unbelievable.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, those are great times.
4: Yeah, Rod. We had, uh, 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 I hear. Oh, no, go ahead, Rod. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead.
0: Well, I, I was just going to ask you, like, do you have a favorite uh, Sid story, a favorite moment, uh, something around the rink, something that happened with the Oilers, or Sid? Do you have something about Rod that you're always going to remember?
4: <laughs> well, uh, I, I just know that uh, uh, Sid was a, a you know a really good guy to work with and uh, very easy to work with, and he was the program manager, so uh, uh, you know we had to. We had to be careful around him. <laughs> yeah, he could have he could have gassed me any 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 time he wanted. But uh, uh, yeah, well, no, Sid was just a really nice guy and uh, very pleasant to work with and very knowledgeable. And uh, I can't think of anything else to say.
1: <laughs> and uh, Reed, I would say you know for. Uh You know, coming into a market like this, um, joining a broadcast crew that includes what we all knew was going to be a Hall of Fame broadcaster, and and Rod obviously did and is now in in the Hockey Hall of Fame. We knew that long before he was inducted, that he was that caliber and that quality. And for him to kind of welcome me in, that would still be one of the highlights uh, of my career. But for me, it was just standing beside, I used to kind of stand just off to the side, you know, like you read, I would do the, the pregame and the intermissions and the postgame, and so I got to kind of, in the old setup at the rink, kind of stand right beside uh, where Rod and, and Morley at the time were doing uh, doing play-by-play, and just to kind of, and I have the headphones on, and to listen to those calls, and to, you know, they're on their knees at Northland! <laughs> 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 and, and, you know, some games that stand out, like that game, and, and I'm terrible at... Uh, at, at remembering dates and remembering all these specifics uh, but you know there was that game in dallas where the oilers or in in northlands where the oilers came back half the fans i think had left they were down three nothing they score you know to tie it up like three quick goals late and then i think it was kelly buckberger that scored the winner in overtime and i don't know yeah. uh-huh. that i've ever been as excited just purely through the osmosis of listening to rod call those goals like I you just you don't hear that like that was that was special
4: well uh, I appreciate that very much said uh, I wish you would have told me at the time and I would have asked for a pay raise yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That's everybody's dream, Rod
1: The budget was no bigger in those days than it is now <laughs> Well, I, I, I hope
4: you have a really good retirement and uh, uh, enjoy, you know, if I find some place to fish and uh, maybe take up golf too in the summer
1: I will. Thanks, Rod.
0: Thanks, okay, Rod.
4: And, and again, congratulations for a really long, uh, terrific career. Uh, You're a great program manager, and uh, I'm really happy for you.
1: I appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. Okay, my uh, friend. Bye-bye. Thanks.
0: There's uh, Rod Phillips on the line to uh, wish all the best to Sid Smith. Uh, it, but that was great to hear you guys, Sid. And, and I wonder for you... When you first realized you had to work with Rod, was it? I don't know if intimidating, right? Like the first time I met Rod, I, I, he might have already been retired, and I was completely awestruck and was like, "Am I even? Do I even deserve to have a conversation with this guy?" That's how I felt.
1: For sure, absolutely, and 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 what I learned about Rod and and Rod, Rod kept us all on our toes because Rod was he was the man, and and, and he had been calling games forever. he had been like, I got here. I arrived in the market, I think, just in time for the other final uh, Stanley Cup in, in the in the 80s when Gretzky was here, and then I was around for uh, the 90. Was it 90 or 91? I told you I'm terrible at dates. I guess it was 90, um, but. Even though he'd been doing it, even though he was on his way to the Hall of Fame, he'd been doing it for years and years and years, and he was one of the biggest celebrities uh, in the city and in the province. He he was he paid attention to detail. He came to work wanting to do a great show. Um, you know, if in those days and he had a great relationship with Glenn Sather, if he thought that Glenn was butting his nose in where he didn't where he didn't belong, he'd go to bat for for us and say no. We, you know, we've got a job to do, and this is how we need to do. It. Like he, he took great care in in, in the product uh, that he and that we were putting on the air every night, and that was that was really inspirational.
0: We have Sid Smith, the first host of Inside Sports, with us for the full hour. Back after the break. <coughs> Four minutes into the second quarter, Carolina leads Atlanta 14-6. My name is Reid Wilkins, the current host of Inside Sports, the first ever host of Inside Sports. Sid Smith is on the line as well. Sid is retiring tomorrow. I'm going to give you a quick uh, university sports update here. The U of A Golden Bears are slated to play Team Canada as part of the World Junior Selection Camp process, November 28th and 29th in Red Deer. The games to be broadcast on TSN uh, still has to be a, officially announced by Hockey Canada, but uh, did talk to some sources today. Sid, it's interesting I would give a, a university sports update because we all know the king of U sports updates, and a guy who used to do it on your show is Bob Stoffer, who's checking in now. Bob, you're on with Sid.
5: <laughs> Read, I'm Bobby Stauffer hey how you doing sid i'm, I'm going to give you guys two numbers 37 1929 do you know what those two numbers are i, I did i did 37 hits on sid show between 2000 and 2002 between september of 2000 and the end of the 2001 2002 season in march on the u of a oh okay. I thought you only hope- had
1: an encyclopedic memory of. Uh, I stuff, I but- checked
5: I checked my notes today, and uh, and I have hosted over 1,900 uh, Oilers Now shows for uh, for Sid and for Chorus. and Reed. You mentioned the U of A, and the one thing I'd say is one of the things that I learned at the specifically of the Golden Bears hockey program was the importance of team, and uh, and sharing, and I think that uh, you know nobody ever says a bad word about Sid. He is an opinionated guy but he delivers things in such a, uh, a fashion uh, that it's that's, it's always appreciated and it's tremendous insight and uh, even when, you know what said even when I was on the other station you weren't one of those guys that uh, be, you know belittled us or ever sort of said, you were a guy that supported radio and supported people in advertising and radio and supported other uh, radio broadcasters on other entities. And I, I think that's an important distinction because not everybody in the industry is like that. So I'm surprised you're retiring this early. Uh, we're going to miss you. It's uh, it's it's a big loss, and you were certainly at Amatonian as well, despite the fact that you
1: somehow made it out of Kirkland Lake. Well, thank you for that. And by the way, and, uh, and I know people know this about Bob. They might not know this about me, but I did actually spend about three weeks planting trees when I was uh, up in northern Ontario. But my problem was, I was too dumb to only plant trees. I did the all-night show on the radio station from midnight till six, and then I went outside and caught the bus at seven to go plant trees until about six at night, and then came back into town and had a bite to eat, showered, and went into the radio station to do the all-night show again. So I didn't quite make the career out of, uh, out of it as Bob did. And I, and I do have to thank Bob. And I don't know if he remembers this, but he probably does. And I do not know who Bob was, and I'm sure he didn't know who I was, but we used to play hockey on Monday afternoons. And, uh, um, uh Not you know, as anybody seen me play hockey would probably know that not too many people can beat me wide, but Bob thought he could beat me wide coming down the wing and I might have just I might have reached out and hauled him down. And uh, and Bob is a lot bigger and a lot stronger than than I am and certainly was at that time And, and he got up and looked but he didn't he didn't do anything about it and so I will always be appreciative of that. The fact that I didn't do anything
5: about it was part of the reason why I ended up having a longer tree planting career, and shorter hockey career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bob, thanks for checking in tonight, buddy. We really appreciate it. Thirty-seven,
5: rate You guys take care. Have a great show. Congratulations, Sid. See you, Bob. Thank you.
0: Yeah. A little bit from Bob Stauffer, noon to two uh, every day on six thirty. Chet. Well, that you know what, Sid, and, and to me. Uh, Look, the the Oilers are are so important to the city and to northern Alberta, and we get fans from around the world listening. uh, We're we're thrilled to do the double E games. Uh, But even in in the short time I've been doing inside sports, you know, like Bobby, the passion for university sports, sometimes you find those uh, amateur stories or high school stories or whatever, and and those really uh, stick with you. To me, that's such an important and, and special part of the job too.
1: Absolutely, and and I know that, uh, and and I always appreciate the work that you do, and, I, and the, the work that Bob still does, and certainly did, and and you know the, the fact of the matter is that um, you know it, it's 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 quite a privilege to be able to do what we do for a living and and part of that is the you know the responsibility to to give back to the community and bob you know a little earlier was kind of talking about the industry and and different stations and different people and i mean you look around this market and, and we take great pride in what we do but we should all probably take great pride in in uh, in, in in what the industry does i mean there are, there are a lot of great people great stations uh that, that give back and, and and feel that kind of shared responsibility just to support the community that, that 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 we operate in and that we serve and uh and university sports is a great example there's so many great examples of of, of amateur sports and i know you've gone out of your way on this show to uh, uh to highlight amateur athletes amateur uh, sports and you know it, had a message from uh, uh, Kevin Carris, just kind of joking about our hits that we used to do on the show years and years ago, and and you know I think of the stuff that he's done to to make sure that yeah it, it you know pro sports is what uh, is what it moves the needle, but uh, but we still need to make sure that we're thinking of others as well.
0: Sid, we're going to keep you for another half hour, and just so I'll save you the embarrassment of asking, yes, it does mean a second canned ham. Okay, good, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> More with Sid Smith after the seven thirty news. It's inside sports on Jed. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. Very special guest with you, Sid Smith, who retires tomorrow and who was the first ever host of Inside Sports here on 630 Chat. Of course, he also used to do the face-off show and overtime open line uh, with our Oilers broadcast. Sid, I got to tee up for this. You you told a great story yesterday um, about a post-game show and an Oilers coach who uh, was pretty unhappy. You shared this at a little gathering we had. Do you mind... Uh, making this a little more public because it's a pretty cool story.
1: Sure, I think I, know, I think I know the one you're referring to, and uh, I think the statute of limitations has expired. I don't think he can be fined uh, by the league for uh, for this anymore. But in the moment, probably he could have if I would have uh, talked about it on the air. But so you've been talking about Kevin Lowe, who you know anybody listening knows what Kevin has meant not only to the Oilers and to uh, to the community and the work that he's done in the community. And, you know, Christmas brewer was only one of the, the many, many sort of you know, charities uh, that that he's touched. Personally over over his career uh, in the city but you know Kevin was always great uh, I covered him uh, when he was uh, when he was a player uh, and then uh, he came back to be he was a system coach for a year or two and then he became the head coach uh, and then went on to be uh, uh, general manager right after that and as nice as Kevin is I mean anybody that knows Kevin like, he's, a, he's a competitor and and he's, he can be fiery and uh, so we're doing the post game show and and it was uh, at the old rink. Uh, the, we had the studio just outside the, uh, the dressing room, and I'm on the air after a game, and the others had lost. And uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm literally on the air talking to a caller about who knows what, and boom, the door flies open, and there's Kevin, and his face is red, and he is angry and of course my first uh, instinct is what did I say like I know they lost and I know we're talking about that but I don't think we've been ripping into them that hard and uh, and then he's motioning and he's making this motion like he wants to write something so I hand him a pen and then he's looking around and I, I rip a paper out of my notebook and I hand it to him and he scribbles something on it and bang he's gone he's gone slams the door shut, and he's gone and then you could you know could see him around the corner, and we had these big blasting walls, and away, all of a sudden. And so I'm not, I'm, I'm waiting till I, uh, uh, till I go to a break because 'cause I'm like, what is he, what is he so angry about? And then, so anyway, I pick up the paper and I look at it, and he had just scrawled, refs suck. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, as I said yesterday, when my Kevin was there. He was right; they did suck that day, uh, and uh, but that was just McTelling. Like he was just so invested in, in that team and in his players, and and in the heat of them all. But again, he he wasn't someone that was going to go on the air and rip them. But he was he was just he was pretty frustrated.
0: Uh, did you were you doing the overtime open line when Marchand scored the overtime goal? Yes, I was. Yeah, I, yeah, I I'm curious about good, the yeah. mood that night.
1: You know, what's funny is the mood that night was um, there were still some people that wanted Jason Arnett traded (laughs) because I don't think they felt he won enough draws that night. Uh, But uh, it was it was crazy because we did. uh, So we did our broadcast from a bar on uh, on Calgary Trail South uh, called the Cocktail Club and so that w- they won it on the road uh in that was double overtime right and uh and so the place yeah the place just went absolutely crazy but what i remember about that is um and morley scott would be able to tell the story better uh if you ever listen to to Rod's call of that they were in a booth and Glenn Sager and I'm trying to think who else it might have been. It might have been uh, Kevin Prandergast or, or, or somebody else, uh, uh, Bruce McGregor, I'm not sure. But, they, but the Oilers' brass were literally right beside them. There. Like they were almost in like the same booth. So when Todd Marchant scores that goal, you can hear Glenn Sather screaming uh, as Rod is calling the overtime goal. So that was pretty special. And, yeah, and the town was, uh, uh, was, just, was just going crazy.
0: Sid, I, I think we have uh, an, another uh, a caller here on the line who wants to jump in for a couple minutes. Uh, I believe we have Kevin Lowe on to talk to Sid. Hey, Kevin, go ahead.
1: Hey, Reed, how are you? <laughs> Sid, how, how's the evening going? It's going pretty well. Yeah, a lot of surprises, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I've been listening here. You're walking us down memory lane. I, I want to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks Thanks for coming on, and thanks for uh, uh, thanks for being a part of Think Yesterday as well. Wow yeah uh well deserving as i said yesterday i've been interviewed uh, many times in my life and uh you know by and large enjoyable not always the funnest task but um <laughs> you can tell with with the reporters if they have an agenda in uh, how they're asking the questions and never that way uh class act a great interview understood the game you know and was objective in his calls and uh that's the epitome of what you did on that end and of course uh many more years in management and from what i heard yesterday uh very uh, uh you're going to be dearly missed in what you did there so a champion uh, another edmonton champion so fantastic i was glad i was there and uh want to wish you all the best Thanks, Kevin. I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, thanks for all you do and for for all the Oilers do. And those were some uh, those were some fun times, and, uh, and more to come for everybody that's still involved for sure. Yeah. Now, is, is, is uh, Reed? Are you still working tonight, or are you asking the questions, or am I?
0: Well, oh, you you can say whatever you want here, Kevin. I mean, Sid told the story about you and the ref suck note. I don't know if you remember that night.
1: <laughs> it could have been you any know, night. I don't, I don't yeah, exactly. I don't vividly, but uh, you know, I kind of in the back of my mind remember that pro- likely did that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well Kevin I, I know we pulled you away from something uh, tonight but we, we've had a couple of special guests hop on so thanks for for being another one and, and thanks for giving us some time here to, to say farewell to Sid we really appreciate it
1: yeah my pleasure uh, Reed thanks uh, for giving me the time as well and uh, you know Sid once again all the best but I'm sure we'll see you around and uh, want to say uh, thank uh, 630 chat as well for always doing the right thing and putting these shows on because
0: it's important so thank thank them as well thanks kevin right on that is uh kevin lowe uh, checking in okay sid i tell you what we're gonna bring uh we're gonna uh, take one more break and then uh dave campbell's gonna hop on because i know you guys were together in the early days of inside sports and i'm i want to hear this because i don't know all the stories that's when we come back first ever host of inside sports we're going to bring in dave campbell uh, in a minute here but quickly to the phone lines you're so popular sid you're not going to believe this uh a, a young man by the name of brian wilkes has called into the show brian what do you want to say to sid hey
3: buddy how you doing well let's see how you doing i'm good i'm good good well listen welcome welcome to the club retirement club but i want to talk about just really quickly um, way back in the day when, when we when we got the rights from CFCW, and then we were going to do this show, this sports show at night. I remember it vividly. And then, and then there was this guy from CFCW coming over. And uh, anyhow, and back then in the day, though, Reed, we had a racquetball court in our building, and Leslie Primo did a show from six to nine. And then Sid did nine to eleven. Anyhow, I don't know how long you were there, Sid. You don't worry me, but but anyhow, <clears throat> Sid snaps his Achilles tendon playing racquetball with Primo, and this is this is how tough and what a what a human he was. So rather than go to the hospital, like I would have done to get this fixed, no, he had his leg elevated up, and he did the. He did the inside sports show with an Achilles tendon that had burst. And uh, so the, the um, you know, the respect for the boy was there from the day one. But I would just want to say <clears throat> congratulations, big fella. Good for you. Enjoy. We had a great run with everybody at Chorus. And uh, um just wish you the best, you and Judy and the boys. and. And 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 uh, good on you, and you deserve this, and um, and we'll we'll be a royal pizza, I'm sure. So <laughs> we will. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate
1: that. Okay. And th- uh, thanks. Thanks for the time, Reed. Appreciate it,
0: yeah. yeah. Thanks, for Brian. Those,
1: really. for, those who, for those who may not be aware, and I know a lot of people are, uh, you know, Brian was uh, was an account manager with us for years and years, and he handled a lot of the, uh, the sports properties for us on the sales side. was really instrumental in a lot of that, and, uh, and obviously just a, a great guy, and, uh, and now does uh, some work for one of our uh, great sponsors at Crystal Glass, which is also a great community partner as well. So uh, it was nice of Brian to call in
0: all right we got about nine minutes left uh with sid you were the first host of inside sports which means you worked very often with a uh, a young dave campbell who's uh, gonna hop on now i'm gonna sit back because i you have you guys have so many stories and you guys did so many cool things together dave take it away buddy
2: the pimp of the penalty. sid smith hey, hello sir know how are you (laughs) i'm great man it's it's been great to hear the stories it's been great to hear uh you know all all the people call in and give you the love that you deserve Uh, i think it's been 17 years since you and i have been on this show on the air so i'm just feeling a little nostalgic right now but i want to go back to what what uh, brian was talking about uh when you came in to work uh the control room door is not exactly the lightest door and I remember at the time, Assistant Program Director Larry Barris was going to, uh, at the time, was going to fill in for you. And then, like three minutes to show time, the door just flings right open. It scared the the, the living daylights out of me. And here comes Sid and Crutches going, "I'm ready to do the show." And I'm like, "Are you insane, man?" So uh, I remember that. But uh, and I have we to worked. Thank we Al worked. Because Al drove me to the hospital, uh, not to the hospital, to a clinic, and. Uh
1: and just so we could i could get some crunches and come back in time to work
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know i remember driving you home a few times too um Mm -hmm. and i remember one day in the car in my car you you talked about this idea for an evening sports show um and I, i gotta back up a bit because we worked together for over six months uh, just doing Oiler games together, which was a lot of fun, and we continued to do that. But what do you remember about those But before Inside Sports launched in March of 97 uh, about the idea of launching an evening sports show?
1: Well, one of the things I remember is Dave Jameson, who, uh, dear friend, and I owe a lot to Dave because uh, uh, I think Morley, Scott, and, and, and I think to a, to Rod Phillips to a certain extent as well, had somehow convinced Dave that, this guy who was working up in Northern Ontario should come back to Edmonton to host these Oilers games. And, and Dave, bless his heart, took a chance and, and brought me here. And that part, and so Dave uh, used to go on the air periodically. He was a bear for punishment and do, like, sort of ask the program director. And people would just phone in. And ask the program director usually turns into complain to the program director, insult the (laughs) program director. But Dave had thick skin, and he would do it. You know, so people would just call in and talk about what we do. And John Short had set sort of this... set the stage in Edmonton there was this it was just a thing that Edmonton had was evening sports talk show and John had done it for years at a different station and then he had stopped doing it so uh Dave kept hearing from listeners. I think that there was this void and so he thought well maybe we should fill that void and maybe we should do it and uh, so he kind of started that conversation with me and of course I was like well sure I mean I'm really only working three or four nights a week with uh, with the Oilers game, so I'd be happy to do it. Now, my challenge was, and that's why it was so good to have you there, was because you know I would say I know hockey, but I probably knew just enough hockey, just enough football to get by, but John had set this uh, set the table where the image in Edmonton of Sports Talk Radio, and John was amazing at it, was you could just call and ask him anything, right? And so uh, yeah. I knew getting into this that w- it would take me a while if I was going to host this to train people not to do that. Uh, because I mean you remember like there would be, you know, we'd be talking about the Oilers and then the next call would be wanting to know who I thought was going to win the NASCAR race at that week. And then we talk a little more Oilers and it would be, Hey, who won that ATV you know, double match earlier today. And, and so that's where I was relying on you. Cause you, you, you did follow more sports than I did, frankly. And uh, and so I could uh, say, did like you know who actually played in that tennis match i have no idea and it was kind of the internet started but it wasn't really taking hold yet so we were scrambling some night
2: yeah it, you know i was gonna talk to you about that too because in that era we did not have social media the internet was around but it wasn't really like a, a you know kind of like a thing you go to all the time um and, and the way we put together shows and I know I wasn't the producer back then. Uh, Larry Barris was, but I, I was—I had a hand in some show planning and some some execution on the on the on you know the, the guest list. But it was such a different era back then, and how you put it together a show. Some things have been consistent, but it was a lot different back then. It was, and
1: I would say uh, the uh, the luxury of doing uh, that show at a time when there was no social media is. You know, you know instinctively that people hated you, but you didn't know who. (laughs) And, you know, they they really didn't have a form to express that hatred. So you kind of kind of could go through life kind of oblivious because when you meet people, they're nice. Right. Uh, But so so. That was was kind of a luxury. Yeah, it just took a little bit more time to plan. It took a little bit more time to do research. Uh, uh, I actually uh, you know, I kind of, the only thing I envy now is I actually like, I don't know much about analytics and that sort of thing, but I'm fascinated by it. And To me, it's just, it's more information, and I kind of wish, you know, when I was doing sports and covering the Oilers to have access to that information, to just kind of, you know, uh, to dig into things a little bit more and weigh that against, you know, what, 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 coaches or scouts are saying I, I find all of that fascinating so i do think there as time marches on uh, and more and more people embrace you know the information that is out there i, t- I think that's been a real real improvement i do want to give and i, I want I to tell a story because i've been thinking about a lot of things and i don't know if you remember the day when uh when allison wake broke a trade for us <laughs> doug's wife yes uh, so <laughs> yes. for those who don't and uh this was a fascinating story for me, and I just you know it's just curious, you know like sometimes you wonder how information gets to, uh, how things happen. so I, I'll try not to bore people with this, but, but we're on the air doing the show. Kelly Buckberger had gone to uh To the expansion uh, Atlanta Thrashers, and then now it's the trade deadline in that first year that he was there, and lots of speculation that he's going to get traded. Except nobody really knows where. And it wasn't trade deadline wasn't like now where there's you know multiple uh, you know cable channels doing wall to wall coverage. It was a thing, but it wasn't a thing. And and so I'm on the air, kind of speculating about where Kelly Buckfield might end up. And then we go to a break, and uh, and Dave comes on the talkback we were actually i was downstairs it was a weird configuration talks to was downstairs dave's upstairs uh in the control room and he says alan wait Al- Allison, wait just called and says monkey's been traded to la and i was like alison like, I, I, are you sure it was Allison? She's like, wow, she said. Uh, so I'm like, <laughs> okay, I can't go to her with that. But I'm assuming it's probably her, because who would impersonate her? So I'm like, I know what we'll do. We've got Morley on the road with the Oilers. I call him Morley and say, hey, Allison Wade just called and said that Bucky's been traded to to l.a and i said have you heard anything and marley said well no uh he said but doug's right here i'll ask him and then i was, I was like no because i wanted to say <laughs> do not tell him that Allison called because even with very couple of i want to protect my sources <laughs> so, marley comes back like five minutes like not even because we're still in that same right they said no doug says no nothing about it so it can't be true because they were really tight And i'm like oh okay so we go back on the air few minutes later, take another break. Morley calls back. Uh, yeah, Doug just told me it, it's true. He's been traded. That's where he's gone. And I said to Morley, I said, did you tell him that Allison called? And he said, yeah. like, oh, okay. Anyway, so we go in there and we report the trade, and it was good. We broke the story. Everything's good. So uh, then it's a, a couple of days later when the Oilers come back from the road, and I know I got to talk to Doug. And I walk up to him, and I just said, Please tell me you didn't give out. Al- I, I didn't say heck yes, but I. Said, please tell me you didn't give Alison heck. And he's like, of course I did. I said, why would you do that? Why would you give that? He said, I literally got off the phone with her, told her that Kelly got traded, and then as I'm hanging up the phone, Morley's walking over saying that she called to say that uh, you know, like literally within a minute, and uh, and I said, said, uh, said, so, so what did you say to her? Like, please, you know. And he goes, he said, well, I I call her right back, and I said. Did you, did you tell Seth that Kelly got traded? And she's like, yeah. And he said, "Like, well, why would you do that? And this is like just the most genuine, nice answer that you would expect from a genuine, nice person. She said, well, I was listening to him, and it sounded like he really wanted to know where Kelly was going to get traded to, so I called to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and so that's how, uh, well. that's how Allison helped us out with one of the big trades that he- <laughs>
0: That was uh, yeah guys i I wish we had more time sid thank you for doing this we've had tons of text message from messages from listeners wishing you well i i know i got to deliver a personal message when we talked a couple uh months ago but i do want the listeners to know you've been an exceptional boss an exceptional mentor an exceptional friend and i really mean it when i say other than my parents no one has had a big influence on my life and my career as you have so thank you dave
2: Yeah, Sid, you know, yesterday at your uh, retirement uh, lunch or um, ceremony yesterday, you said, you know, There's some people that you have worked with 24 years, your entire 24 years at 630, Chad. And I'm thankful for that, that I'm one of them. And what I love about you is that whether, and I tweeted this out last night, whether it's 24 years or 24 days, you treat everyone with the same amount of respect and dignity. And that's what I appreciate about you a lot. And there's so much more. I had so much fun working with you on order games. I had so much fun working with you on inside sports. And I had so much fun working uh as as your employee as you were the best boss i've ever ever had i love you happy retirement buddy
1: wow thank you both um the you know hearing that means a lot and uh and trust me the the feeling is mutual uh i love you guys and uh love everybody listening right now it's i i can't imagine uh a better way to have spent uh, the last several decades than than doing something like this with people like this. Thank you.
2: And for the love of God, don't drink so much scotch. (laughs) (laughs) That is Sid Smith,
0: everybody. This has been Inside Sports. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.